That's a pretty good name, by the way. Jart Studios. Jart. But the thing is, I, maybe it shouldn't have my name in it. But, it, but your name's not Jart. Your name's Jared. I guess that's true. It's yeah. not my uh, government name. Right. That's right. It's not on your ID. Or is it? Not yet. Not yet. I'm working okay. on getting that changed. It's surprisingly hard. Right. It, it is, you know. Um, I wanted to just change my name to a random set of numbers. <laughs> what? I, I, yeah. Smiley face emoji. That's my name. <laughs> Tear, uh, tear on both sides of eye, laughing emoji, or if that's somebody's name. Can you name your kids an emoji? Is that is that legal? Probably not. How would you, well, then what would you call them? A smiley face, smiley emoji, smile, smiles, I don't know. <laughs> you, you'd give them a nickname, like anything, Jared, you'd give them a nickname, you know, you know, it wouldn't matter. Oh, so their name is an emoji, but then you give them a nickname. Their nickname's John. Right, exactly. <laughs> but my name's actually the, actually uh, the dancing emoji. Right, right. Yeah, my my name's actually but two, you can two just call me Michael emoji. Right. <laughs> you can call me Billy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. Who knows, man? People people always have some interesting and crazy ideas out there, you know. Uh, yeah, dude. So, uh, you you know, uh, it is spooky season, and that's mm. not being racist. Uh, spook is one of my favorite racist terms for black people. And you, you were the first person to ever tell me that. I was I've, completely unaware of that. I've opened your eyes to a lot of great racial slurs. You have. <laughs> and that's the sort of service that I love to provide. Mm. Well, uh, you know, that, that brings me, uh, that makes, uh, reminds me of what you told me yesterday, which was, is it better to have somebody ignorant about some something, especially like language or words, mm. or know how it's used so you know how not to use it? Yes. You know? And I would say it's probably better to know it and know not how not to use yeah, it. Yeah, or if sure. you are using it at least know what you're saying, you know. Right. That's true. That's true. I, I think yeah. I, I Hey look, Chad, it's picking me up this time. Does that make you feel any better? The it camera does. sees me. Well, I a, want I want your camera to see both of us as humans, Jared, <laughs> not just me. Yeah, well, too bad. Now it's like forget that other guy. Um <laughs> anyway, so it is spooky season. And I, it made me think, I was thinking about the, uh, you know, the, you're talking about haunted houses and mm-hmm. the corn mazes, and it made me wonder of other apple s- orchards, spooky things you could do. Okay. And I just want to get, I just want to pick your spooky brain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Call me racist. <laughs> <laughs> I want to pick that spook part of your brain. I know it's in there somewhere. Um, so off to a strong start. Um, Alabama, the Maple Hill Cemetery. Uh, Already sounds spooky. In Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, sure, the actual cemetery here is creepy and all, but it's the playground that'll really get you. In 1985, somebody decided to open a playground adjacent to Huntsville's oldest cemetery, presumably presumably to give the children uh, of mourning parents some respite. I don't know if that's probably why. Instead, it appears that the residents' uh, ghosts are the only ones enjoying it most. Uh, Ooh, I like how that rhymes. Seeing, oh yeah, I didn't even notice that. People report seeing orbs of light going down the side, a slide, and unoccupied swings moving, uh, accompanied by disembodied giggles. Disembodied giggles. What does that even mean? <laughs> I, that's exactly what it says. I mean, I'm, that means you hear like a giggle in the distance, right? Is that what that is? Disembodied. I mean, well, it's disembodied. Sounds like a part of your body gets removed from your right, body. Right. Right. Um, but it sounds like to sound like a headless giggle. That yeah, giggle separated sounds like a, or existing without the body. So it would be mm. like a giggle coming out of thin air. Okay, that's creepy. 
Adding the eeriness, some locals believe the victim of a rash child murder in the, in the 60s were buried nearby. Their oh, I'm sure they were. Of eternal course. play dates with the cemeteries. Uh, how do you feel about cemeteries as far as spooky goes? Spooky as hell. Yeah, cemeteries spooky don't bother me. I mean, that sounds spooky, mm-hmm. and I probably wouldn't choose a playground, but it's, cemeteries don't, don't bother me. So if someone said, we want you to spend a night sleep in a tent in a cemetery, would you do it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I'd be, I don't okay. think I'd be nervous. I don't think I would be nervous, but I think I'd be nervous that I get murdered or something, but not by ghosts, by living humans. (laughs) That's true. I mean, living humans are definitely a bigger risk as far as we know. But I don't know, dude. Sometimes I I wonder a little bit about the paranormal and that Mm. kind of thing, you know? it's I listen. I don't want stories. to spend the night in a cemetery. Right, right. You're not looking forward to it. <laughs> but I don't know if it, I don't know if I would. I, I don't know if I, I like. I I can't imagine that I'd get nervous that I'm hearing noises mm. or something. Now what, maybe spe- specifically but what if, this. But what if you hear a noise though? Then what? Um, you hear like a like a creepy like laugh that you don't know if it's oh, like. Geez. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, that would that would yeah that would mess me up. You know, <laughs> like giggles and, and disembodied giggles. Right, right. That would scare the shit out of me, dude. If I was laying in my tent and then heard like some like eerie little. Yeah, that ah, might bother me. Like, yeah, yeah. Jared. Oh, oh no. Ooh, that'd be bad. Jart. Oh god, that's not my name. Right? Okay. Ooh, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, the Alaskan Hotel, the most famous ghost to roam the halls of Alaska's oldest operating hotel? is that of a gold miner's wife who lived here while waiting for her husband to return. When he didn't, she began uh, supporting herself by working as a prostitute until mm. he did return. Not exactly thrilled with her new career choice, he killed her. And now guests Ooh. and staff regularly report encounters, no, not like that, <laughs> with her ghosts. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, geez. Okay. Now, you know this would actually really scare me? A prison. Now, yeah, prisons okay. scare me. Why Especially that? those old school prisons. Like we saw pictures of that. Was that prison in like po- Poland or something? Where was that prison that we were looking or, or at a few Czech, weeks ago? Czech Republic. Oh, right. Czech Republic. Yeah, that, that was, I was reading. Yeah, uh, Yuma Territorial Prison established during Western expansion. This territorial prison scored itself 111 permanent guests during its heyday between uh, 1876 and 1909. Not one. To shy from a rep of locking people up into hot, dark places, Arizona has des- designated a state historical park. Oh, gee. Well, Easily one of the creepiest in the nation. It just sounds like a money grab, One of the right? most haunt- Yeah, that's kind of messed up. It's like we're it's you, you, like even after the prison closes down, we're still gonna profit off of yep. uh, <laughs> prison. Well, that's the American way, dude. <laughs> gotta gotta make that money. Um, guide uh, guides report feeling chills when they pass cell fourteen, uh, where an inmate doing time for crimes against nature killed himself in the what so-called dark cell. What does that even mean? Cell. Crimes against nature. <laughs> what does that even mean? It was pro- I mean, this is like the 1800s, right. 1900s, so it's probably something harmless, like, I don't know, um, questioning Jesus or something, <laughs> you know? <Right>. Like, <laughs> um, do you think maybe they're, you know, or, or maybe like believing in um, uh, 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 evolution? <laughs> maybe Earth is more than 2,000 uh, years old. Oh, no, he's been possessed. Uh, prisoners in pitch dark solitary went mad, chained to ring bolts in the walls as well. A lot of hotels. Yep. Well, it's it's basically where someone has been murdered. Yeah, that's really all that's it takes. The, yeah. It's and then right. uh, yeah. Do you uh, so do you believe these ghost encounters where people say they hear hear stuff? 
Sometimes I feel like it's sort of placebo, and especially in these "quote unquote" haunted places. Right. Like people want to hear, or stuff. maybe they have a little mini speaker above. That like could definitely be it too. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's hard to say. I think I don't know though, dude. I think there is something weird about like energies, and I don't know if that has to do with spirits or what. And you know, I'm obviously no, you know, expert in paranormal or or any any of this junk. But I feel like if I don't know. There's just something about like spirits and energies and presences. Yeah. You know, um, I, I'm not like a, a full on atheist or something, but I, I, I right. do feel like it is sometimes a little like, like I feel like in my mind, I have to tell myself like this fear of dead bodies or, or, or whatnot. This is sort of just like a, I don't think it's, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I buy it a lot of times. Like people that say they have, you know, ghost encounters or stuff like that. Sometimes I find I find it hard to, and I, I don't even want to say that there's nothing out there, but I I just don't see myself uh, being concerned with ghosts. But maybe right. I, my mind could be changed if I encounter, you know, had an encounter. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so real that, and then I'm going around telling people, and everyone's like, all right, this guy sounds like he's uh, lost it a little bit. Right. Well, well, the thing the thing is is that. Um, I think I think there is something like, especially you hear stories about a lot of times prisons, mm-hmm. especially prisons where a lot of people have been executed, with there being like weird energy that you can kind of feel. Yeah, and I don't know what that is. Or, yeah, but you know, some people might say bad vibes, bad juju. You yeah, know. I mean, I guess I do understand. I guess I get that. I understand bad vibes, but I've, I I feel like that's also just built up in our minds. You know, like it is right. still just a building. Well, I mean, this is this is kind of messed and up, we, and we're sent. To, we're, we're, we're we're like we believe in. Yeah, I remember that's the picture we saw last time. Yeah, the, yeah, the guillotine. And room this is in, in the, the Czech, That's yeah, 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 in Pankratz. Yeah, where I think they had they. I don't know if they actually know the exact. Obviously, the exact number, but they they I think estimate over a thousand people have been killed. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't I still know if understand how they ever what. thought a guillotine was a good idea. Well, it, what, well, define good idea because actually I think it's a great idea in terms of. In, ter- in terms of if you want to execute people, it's I, pretty oh, efficient. I, I heard that there's a, a lot you know? of times it doesn't. Well, that's if the if that's if the uh, the, the the blade isn't nice and sharp. Dull. Yeah, yeah. If the so it's efficient dull. if it's done right. Yeah, but I, I I just but granted, you know, that where I heard this was, I couldn't even tell you the source. It was right, potentially a movie. Well, I mean, I don't see why they would use it like for the entirety of the French Revolution if it wasn't convenient in a way. You know, right. But I think they also weren't. You know, they weren't concerned about, about the hu- humanity, humanity of right. it. Yeah. Well, I don't think I always find it interesting when people bring up humanity when we're talking about killing somebody. That's true. Regardless of how terrible of a person they are and what they did, I think obviously you know there there's crime and punishment. Would, but if you had to choose how you how you die, would you rather would it be guillotine or a bullet to the head or heart? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I feel like I'd much rather a bullet to the head. Well, see, the thing is, is I don't know if we don't know, or or do we know if you if you get guillotined, do like do you survive? Like how how like a chicken, right? Like <laughs> I'm I'm wondering how does that work? Because I would assume though, once your head has just been sorry for how grotesque this episode has become, <laughs> but you know if it's I would assume if it's a clean cut and everything, you, you, you just die instantly, right? But I I'd don't imagine. know how that works. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, but I don't we'll know. see. That's a that's a point for getting shot in the head. But also, I don't think that necessarily kills you instantly either, does it? I thought it did. Does I it? was always under the impression that it did. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I haven't looked into the best way to die. Um, well, I, I I would say that there's more. I, I would say there's. It's fair to say that there's a higher chance that you're gonna have a painful death from a guillotine than getting shot in the head. Yeah, probably. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> well, I, I don't know though because I I'm not sure. I feel like you. I I, I don't know. I'm I, pretty I guess, confident. I guess. I guess. I've just heard. I've heard more stories, and maybe it's because of the the world we live in. But I've heard more stories of people surviving from gunshot wounds. Okay. Than, yeah. But if. But I'm saying if someone is determined, like like right. if if this is this is a, a firing set squad, up situation right. where it's like we can't miss. Right. Um. Like we're we're not we're not going to accidentally knock off a piece of your jaw and not actually like we're right. going straight for the brain. Right. We're gonna we'll, we'll we'll even put two or three shots in there if it makes you feel better. Um. I, I don't know. I I just feel like that that is you're dead before you even know what happened in that situation. Right. Well, unless you know you're being executed. But yeah. All right. Let's change the subject. Yeah. yeah let's let's let's, uh, let's do that. Yeah. That, where? Oh yeah. We were talking <laughs> about spooky season. This. See, this is what happens. When oh we're yeah. About yeah. Spooky yeah. Season. I mean, that was the it's point. Really that, that was pretty spooky. That was. There's nothing spookier right. than murder. Very macabre. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, very. Yeah. And anyways, let's. Uh, I have a couple interesting uh, stories. Here, here's here's an interesting one though, Jared. Um, according to um, IPAC Canada which I'm not really sure. I'm assuming that's the oh Infection Prevention and Control Canada website. Uh, they have said that um, currently the seasonal flu has exceptionally low levels. Mm. Now, granted, we are early on in flu season. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, we've mentioned on the podcast before, you know, not that we're doctors by any means, but but we, we, I think we asked the question of, I wonder if people do continue to wear masks through the winter, mm-hmm. if it'll drop the flu a lot. And in general, right. people's interactions are down. Right, are a lot already. lower. Yeah. yeah. Um, but according to the laboratory positive tests for flu uh, in Canada right now are fairly, are much lower than usual, I guess. Well, that's um, good. Yeah. So I think that's an awesome yeah, I mean, sign. You got to imagine, I, I assume the mask, if the mask, mask works for stopping the spread of one virus that spreads through droplets, mm-hmm. it could stop the spread of another virus that spreads through droplets, you know? Right. Like right now, it is that how like, is that how people would say? Because droplets, that word only really came into my verbiage with mm-hmm. this COVID-19. Sure. <laughs> that wasn't a word I right. really threw around right. that much before. Is that how flu is? I mean, I guess you don't, you can't right. say for sure. Well, I would assume I some, imagine. I would assume some flu for sure. I mean, that's yeah. how you catch a lot of things. Sure. Is yeah. respiratory through the air. And it looks like actually, according to uh, the IPAC website, um, well, now I'm on, yeah, uh, IPAC website, the Actually, some of the biggest places right now in Canada that have the highest number of influenza are actually uh, in the prairies, which you would think it might mm. be like the cities or or Ontario, maybe Quebec, somewhere like that. But it looks a lot higher actually in the prairies, uh, and I wonder if that's because these people are wearing masks less. I would imagine. I mean, you know, uh, what, what's the prairies? What does that mean? Is that I, like Arizona or something? In Canada, it would be the middle oh, of right, Canada. Right, right, right. I forgot we're talking about Canada. Right. Yeah, it'd be the middle of Canada. It's a lot of farmland. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a prairie. Well, because I was, I was just, you know, if I compare it to when I was in the middle, I, mean, I told you when I was in Lisbon, Ohio, right. I don't even think they were aware that there was a pandemic happening. Right, right. <laughs> and I assume like it's similar sort of vibe, you know, middle of nowhere kind of vibe. Right. Maybe, yeah. And so there's, yeah, maybe they're not getting COVID because they're just not surrounding themselves with pe- I don't know actually what their COVID situation is, but like they're still sort of operating as usual in these little towns, I would imagine. Right. I would think so too, but I think that's a, that's a good sign though. I'm curious yeah. to see how that will happen throughout the uh, winter because I yeah. think this could be an exceptionally, exceptionally hard 
flu season with everything going on. Yeah, I'm, I, um, I can only imagine how how devastating the mix of flu and COVID would be. That right. doesn't sound oh, like yeah. that doesn't sound like fun. Yeah, no hey, kidding. I have a shout out too, by the way. Yeah, let's hear it. A twelve? Did you hear about this? A twelve-year-old prodigy set to study aerospace engineering at Georgia Tech. That's uh, crazy. Twelve years old. Yep. Okay. So uh, this is from the New York Post. Uh, he <laughs> okay. A preteen prodigy who mastered fractions while still in diapers nice. is now set to tackle. I aeros- still can't do fractions. <laughs> really? Not. I mean, I can, but <laughs> it's not easy. Not as good as him, I bet. No, no, nowhere close. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, is now set to tackle aerospace engineering at presti- prestigious uh, Georgia Tech University, according to a new report. GT at uh, just twelve-year-olds, Caleb Anderson uh, astonished professors at the college with the command of advanced concepts, and is expected to earn admission after a heavy recruitment. I just, I just grasp information quickly, uh, Anderson. Uh, understandably told CBS in an interview. At only nine months, he had developed a command of sign language. At one, he began reading, and while most of his peers were still uh, chucking Cheerios, Anderson was able to comprehend fractions. Uh, I have this distinct memory of going to a first grade class and learning there, and and everyone was way taller than me because, you know, I was two, he said. Holy. He 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 was in first grade when he was two. I could barely walk. Uh, but the fast track also presented its problems. This sounds like the Hey Arnold episode we watched yesterday. Which which one? Oh, with Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with uh, with Phil going back to I school. I mean, except he was eighty two. But right, it's the opposite problem. <laughs> yeah, he went back. He never finished grade school, and so he went back to uh, fourth grade. He started fourth grade. That's where he dropped out. And he and he was like flying through. He's like, you're so after like a day. It's like, wow, you're so good. We're gonna bump you up to fifth grade next day. We're gonna bump you up to sixth grade. Right. <laughs> next day, seventh grade. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, he didn't want to go. That's he didn't go true. past That's sixth true. grade. He's like, what's the, that who needs middle school? school? <laughs> yeah. Got that grade school diploma. Uh, Anderson. Oh, uh, it said it's uh, presented his problems. Anderson said his middle school peers didn't welcome their younger classmate and even teased him for his advanced status. Of course they did. Yeah. Uh, the and kids. This, this was in America too, right? Yeah, he's American. Yeah. He, the kids yeah. there. Uh, the kids there. They kind of looked down on me. They treated me like I was an anomaly. Caleb said. I mean, you kind of aren't. Yeah, but still, yeah, it's kind of messed up that yeah. they treat you like that. Obviously, right. I'm not saying that they should treat you like that. But the youngster brushed aside the taunts and continued to excel. His parents, Claire and Kobe, with an I, mm-hmm. uh, Anderson carefully nurtured his. Startling, uh, his startling talents while doing their best to keep his childhood intact. I don't think anything Caleb has done has been normal for us. Uh, it's kind of, I feel like, oh, anyway, let me keep reading. Anderson has uh, already been studying aerospace engineering at Chattahoochee Technical College in Marietta, Georgia for a year and was slated for, we'll say to graduate in just two, but his parents wanted him to enjoy a large university experience and eventually choose Georgia Tech. That's what so that funny. Even, what does that, that even so mean, funny. though? They're like, well, we want him to still have a little bit of normal normal childhood. So when he's in college, we want him to have that big college feel at, at 12, 12 years old. Right. What, is he going to go to a frat party? Right. Oh, for sure, dude. For sure. <laughs> he's going to pledge a frat. <laughs> he's going to be the ladies man before he even has like leg hair, bro. <laughs> nice. It's just like, is it even possible... To, like, you can't have a normal childhood. college experience at twelve. You That's just impossible. Can't. No. It's literally impossible. I think you you can have a 
a, a quote unquote normal academic experience in that you are in a college and you are learning. Right. But other than that, I and think no one's going to, yeah, no one's going to want to be, I mean, no offense. I don't want to be friends with a 12 year old. Right. Well, well, well <laughs> I, I wonder though what it would be like to be in class with them and actually work with them though, because I think he's if probably you, still smarter than everyone in that class. Well, if too. you can, I think if you could have an intellectual conversation with them, maybe you could have some sort of a, a, a but, type of friendship. But it's not the same. You're but it right. would be it would be You're an right. intellectual conversation specifically about like said topics. It wouldn't be exactly. about life. It wouldn't like be about, he still is a child. Right. Like like he, right. like he still has a twelve year old's life. I I mean. Well, kind of, yeah, kind, kind of. of. Yeah, but he's still a child. Like, right. it's not like you're well, having... He, physically, he's still a 12-year-old, but mentally, right. it seems like he's, you know, obviously, he's far beyond sure, his I, age. I'm sure, I'm sure, like, uh, uh, maturity-wise, he's probably slightly beyond your average 12-year-old. Of course. But, but still, he's still. a child. Right. And, yeah, and I, I don't know. Like, obviously, I think it's it's cool, and he's... Mm. And, and why waste your... And, but, like, you know what I also wonder? So he's going to, I imagine, graduate college, I don't know, at 14. It right. probably only needs two years. <laughs> right. What, is, then is he going to get a job at NASA or something? Is he going to be going I, to I an would, office? <laughs> I, would, I would bet you what might happen, because he's so young, I, I have two ideas. Either that, he could go to some crazy, you know, NASA. Or, like, or, work for a university or right, something. Or, or, research. or he would... I wonder if he'll continue to do his PhD or something. Mm, oh, just keep... You know, you, you might as well. Keep I mean, if, more if, if you're that smart and you're that young... And he probably doesn't... He probably gets a lot of good uh, it'll scholarships be, it, and It'll stuff. all be funded. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if I... if I Not that I know what it's like, but if I could give any advice as someone who has been through... That a, makes sense. You know, a couple master's programs. If I was as smart as this kid at his age, um, and if I had scholarships... I mean, dude, get get as much schooling, right. as much education as like, you can, and the, the world is your oyster. You're too young to you're, you're too young to put on right. a suit and go to an office anyway. Right? So. right. Yeah. What are you going to do? Are you really going to go? I mean, yes. You would he drive to work? Right. Thirteen. Now, now I do think though it would be good for him to somehow get some some mentorship and shadowing and and some work work quote unquote experience somehow mm -hmm. like in a lab or doing something that that he wants to do uh, or she. Well, it's it's, it's, it's a, a he, he right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. That, that he wants to do um, and then the and then go from there because I feel like when you're that young and you're that smart uh, I I feel like do what you want to do man that's you him, know the the little black kid. okay oh nice okay yeah if I mean I mean shit if if I was him that's what that's what I would be doing you know um, yeah and I yeah, think he'll have I a think, lot of opportunities I think that's great advice and he should be listening to you Chad that's for right coming I'm to you for yeah, advice. that's right I think that's great advice is that at this like at this age uh you know just do as much schooling as possible because mm -hmm. it'll be essentially free and find out what you love and what you like to try yeah. out different things sure you know yeah um, i'm sure yeah but i i would also say that whenever you see people that are like a prodigy in any regard music prodigy athlete whatever mm -hmm. they always have such potential that i always worry that sometimes if you try to put these people in a box it actually constrains them uh, so much more than if you just let them let them figure it out for themselves and do it for themselves. Sure, you know, yeah. like you always have. Like I even gave this this kid who I don't even know some quote unquote advice, right? Um, <laughs> and and who knows? Maybe I would assume he likes school because he is mm -hmm. doing all these things. But if he hates school, then don't listen to my advice. You know, but sure. But, but I, I mean, if, if you're progressing this fast through school, he must enjoy it to a certain level, right? I, I you would have think to be. So. Yeah, it's, it, part of it is smarts, but then part of it is also like dedication and, and right. motivation right but i think he could definitely you know do some great things in terms of you know academics research 
Um, mm-hmm. Maybe even teaching one day, he could probably also do a lot of great stuff, like you know, invention wise. Maybe, yeah. You know, I mean, he's doing aerospace engineering, so right. that's, there's obviously a lot right. of space there. That, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> nice. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of space there for him to uh, spread his wings and fly. Right. So that that's awesome. What, what's this kid's name again? Uh, Caleb Anderson, I believe. Yeah, Caleb shout, Anderson. Yeah, shout out to you, Caleb. That's that's awesome. Well, my uh, my last shout out for today, Jared, uh, goes out to this is kind of a wild story. Um, a Michigan distance learning teacher saves a student's grandmother who is having a stroke. So in Muskegon Heights, Michigan, um, an elementary school is being recognized for her efforts that may have saved the life of one of her students' grandmothers. Uh, Julia, I don't know if it's Cock or Cook. Okay. Um, either or, you you see the same spelling for both of them uh, in the states. Uh, um, Julia, I'll just say cock because They're like K O C H. K O C H exactly. Okay. Um, a first grade teacher at Edgewood Elementary School is working with students on September 22nd when she learned one of them was having bad technical struggles um, with the district's learning equipment. Her student's device was not charging. Um, uh, cock made contact with the grandmother of the student, setting into motion a chain of events that may have saved her life. When she started speaking, I could tell there was something wrong. I wasn't sure what was wrong, but there was something wrong. Uh, She said, it turns out Cynthia Phillips was having a stroke and was in desperate need of emergency help. Um, Cox summoned administrators who called 911. I need someone at that residence ASAP, please, a school staffer told the 911 operator. Maddox rushed to Phillips. Uh, rushed Phillips to the hospital for treatment. She remained under medical care uh, Monday, w- but was making progress toward her recovery. She said that she was recently able to stand on her own, but said the road to recovery would be long. Uh, Thank you for saving my life, Phillips said of the school staff members. If it wasn't for them getting to me that getting me the help I needed. I would have just not been here. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, so isn't that that's like I, once again, dude? I I've been I've I've been having some like thoughts about spirituality and religion and God mm-hmm. these last couple of months, you know, just because I think uh, times have changed so much to a degree with, you know, so many people have lost their loved ones. Um, and, um, and I, I don't know, but I'm, I've always been agnostic where, you know, I, I'm not the type of person where I say there's definitely not a God, but I'm also not someone that's a devout, you know, Christian or Catholic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's like instances like this, it kind of makes you wonder, yeah. You know, I mean, maybe it could be a coincidence, but that's a pretty, either way, that's a crazy coincidence. I you mean, know? to contradict everything I said before about dead people and stuff, I, I, I mean, there, it, it, it's, it does seem almost hard to deny that there's not something happening, you know, bigger than us that we're not aware of in some right. sense, you know? Right. And, and yeah, I, I, it's like the moments like that, I, I totally agree. It's like, as there, there, yeah. It, it's hard to say that there's no sort of intervention, and if you're at, if you're that person, then I imagine you really feel feel that it's like what mm-hmm. what was that? How did that happen? Like how right. is it that I right? I, what I, are I the odds? To still be alive today? Yeah, right, right. Well, and and I think with a stroke, you have to catch it pretty quick, if I remember correctly. I imagine. I, I imagine. Think so. And um, I don't think it's always obvious that right. someone's having a stroke. Right. And so so yeah. So shout out to uh, to. Uh, Miss or Mrs. Uh, Julia uh, Cock or, or Cook for uh, getting uh, Miss uh, Mrs. Phillips the help she needed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a crazy story, crazy crazy story. Well, Jared, I think uh, I think you know what time it might be. Oh yeah. And uh, once again, uh, well, first of all, that that is the untranslatable owl, 
And we are... And we are... Uh, this sorry, I'm getting distracted with my phone here. Sorry, Jared. This is why I don't do phone and podcasts anymore. Exactly. Um, untranslatables are idioms, proverbs, axioms, uh, phrases, sayings that don't translate on an easy one-to-one basis into English. Uh, and I'll I'll start us off today. I have uh, once again uh, two of them that are uh, Mandarin Chinese, and I thought I had them up here, but I have them here, so it's all fine. Okay. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, okay. My first one for you, Jared, is um, shuba. Shuba, and it means uh, it literally uh, knowledge despot. Wow. Mm-hmm. What does despot mean? It's like uh, it's. I think it's like s- someone or something like a, a, a lot of something. Maybe. How do you I'm spell sure. despot? Uh, D S P I T. No. Despite. No. D E S P O T. Despot, maybe. Oh. Uh, uh, ruler or other person. Oh, I was completely wrong. <laughs> ruler or other person who holds absolute power. So, what's the first word again in that? Knowledge. Oh, so it's like a it's like a someone that's really smart. Uh huh. And what would we call someone that's really smart in in the states? Caleb Anderson. No. Um, yes, for sure. Like a smarty pants. No, uh, that's not. No, um, a genius. Uh, 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 we we use it with the word book. Oh, bookworm. There we go. Uh, okay. Okay. There All right. There we go. Yep. Yeah. All right, I'm not. I'm not going to try to find. It. I See, was trying to find it to play it, but also once again, shout out to Lawa Idioms because that's shout what, out. Where I shout out. Spread a little love. All right, I'm. I got untr- uh, my Both of mine are Hindi, and here's my first one. Laton ke but baton senin sanahin manate manata manat, which means uh, ghosts that need to be kicked do not obey talks. One, one more time. Ghosts, as we were talking ghosts. about. Ghosts that need to be kicked do not obey talks. Oh, just... Uh, it's like uh, I'm thinking of someone who's like not very obedient or, or, or someone who's rebellious. People are going to do what they want to do, basically, I think is what this means, right? Uh, I mean, sure. Yeah. I, I, I'll give you that kind of because it means okay. like... Yeah, that's... Yeah, so that's, people never learn things the easy way. Mm. Like like people that kind of have to be kicked or like forced to to learn something. That, right. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah, I'll give that to okay. you. Nice. My last one for you is also uh, Mandarin, and I'll play it for you. Oh, maybe not. So Mao Dong. I, I can never say that right because it's got the flat tones. Uh, it, it literally means. It, I feel like sometimes I have to like sing when I'm like and saying but these the tones. The thing is, I have to. I feel like to try to do it, I have to mm-hmm. uh, like imitate her yep. voice. I yep. can't say it. In- Mao Dong. Mao Dong. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's, I almost have to like Mao Dong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's easier if I just do it in her voice. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So it means uh, uh, Mao is cat. And uh, dong is winter. Cat Ma dong, winter. Cat winter. Is that like a like someone that is that like depressed or something? Um, I'm not, having n- a cat winter. Not really. No. No. Um, I would say I would say definitely as being in Michigan, we can probably understand this one. Um, it's like not going outside for a long period of time. Exactly. Mm. Yep. Staying at home and not wanting wanting to go anywhere because it's so cold out and, and yeah. the snow. Yep. Cat oh, because it's like cats never go outside. Is that what that maybe well, maybe a, maybe a, like a house cat? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Those feral cats be wild, bro. They're everywhere. <laughs> I got to live my life. That's right. You can't control me. Uh, Hindi. My next one is still Hindi, and it's Bandar Kaya Jane Adra Kaswad. What would a monkey know about the taste of ginger, Chad? That's just somebody who's clueless. They're they how like mm-hmm. how no oh dang mm-hmm. I came in hot and confident <laughs> on that one hoping I would be right about it. But I'd say you're 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 on you're kind of right. Okay, but it's a little more specific than that. Give but me it an does, example. It does have to do with some okay. Um, let let's say let's say um. So you know, I, I, I'm a uh, I'm a car person, and what what if uh, I'd say so say um, you know, I'm talking to another car person, and they're like, and they're like, oh, I don't really like the uh, like, or they're saying they're a car person, and I'm like, and they're like, yeah, hey, I don't really like a, the 911, and I'm like, what does the monkey know about the taste of ginger? So it's like you know, you, you you're clueless. You don't have any taste. Um. Yeah, I kind of give you that. Yeah. So. So in um, in India, ginger is a commonly used spice, okay. and it's essentially saying like it's not um, special. It's nothing special. No, 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 no. Oh. It's saying like uh, so. It's it would be kind of weird for someone to dislike it. So they're saying like, what do you know about like uh, like what you like? You don't essentially saying you don't know what you're talking about. And like, what mm-hmm. do you know about anything? It's like what you know. Okay. What do you know? So it's like um, you know, I don't like if not liking someone that it's something that everyone else likes, and it's like this person doesn't know what you know. Anything. Okay. Well, I would say I would say that's like the type of person that thinks the lone wolf way is the way. Uh, you know, I, I feel like this lone wolf. That's what we're talking about yeah, today, yeah, right? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the lone wolf uh, <laughs> gave me a look there where I wasn't sure. No, I was just trying um, to see if I agree with you on this with mm, the statement. Well, well, so well, let, let me let me elaborate a little bit. Maybe okay. we'll see if I can get uh, Team Jarts to mm-hmm. be on Team Chad here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think there's this idea. Um, about how like the lone wolf is like this person who is like super independent and resilient and does all these things. And I think, I think the interesting thing about the lone, the idea of being like a lone wolf is um, not that I think it's bad to be independent or autonomous or be able to be alone. Mm-hmm. But like, I just don't think that if you, if you want to accomplish anything in life, I don't think, approaching it as this lone wolf is really a realistic way to approach it yeah because you you always are going to need people to help you regardless what you're doing Mm -hmm. you know there's there is no way that i can think of unless you are literally self-sustainable and you live in a cabin in the woods somewhere and you're you're chopping your firewood but still that axe you have was made by somebody you know what i mean like exactly like like, you cannot in today's society no one is a true lone wolf you know what I mean? It's just yeah. not possible. Yeah. Um, I have dream. People have dreams of, of going off the grid and being fully just right. lone wolves, but I, it's still not that realistic. Right. But yeah, but I think, I think the idea of a lone wolf kind of gets glorified a little For sure. bit. Yep. Like being yep. able to do stuff on your own and not, and not having help. But yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's not, it's not very realistic. And, and even the people that are glorified for it, they're probably not really as lone wolfy as you might think. And, they are. and I bet like you, Elon Musk, for example. Right. And I bet you they, they wouldn't even say they're lone wolfy. You sure. Know, they, yeah. they wouldn't say that they're, yeah. Anyone that does, I think is also kind of, kind of, you know, what's the narcissistic. Proper, yeah. Self-centered. Like, it's kind of like, like our president, uh, he kind of, he kind of right. like I did it. I did exactly. It. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. I'm saving you. Like I, I take right. responsibility for everything. Right. And it's like there's no, 
no credit given where credit is due. It's, it's, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing with, with thinking about trying to be this lone wolf is it, 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 it breeds this environment where people think they, they, I, I don't know. I just think if you, if you think that, oh, I can do this on my own. And, and I've had these thoughts before where it's like, oh yeah, like I, I don't need anybody else. I can do it myself. And it's, it's a very naive and stupid thought to be honest, mm-hmm. where I think it's one thing if you want to be independent and do things for yourself and also be very self-disciplined. I think that's great. But I think this idea of like this, this lone wolf, like if, if you really think about it, like especially in nature, what really is a lone wolf? A lone wolf is usually a wolf that was cast out of the pack because yeah. of all sorts of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think about it, like I think you're right. There is this glorification sometimes of people who are outcasts or, or you know what I mean? And I think that's also why some people kind of um, cling on this identity as this lone wolf, right? You, especially in the States, we see a lot of times, I hate to bring that, bring violence into this, but like lone shooter, oh, right? Yeah. It's, it's like this, this idea of, of it was just this independent person just doing this. You know what I mean? Where, where it's, it's like, well, no, like I guarantee you a lot of those people, there were a lot of other people that, that got them to that point in a certain way. You mm-hmm. know, you don't just get the idea to first, you need someone to teach you how to use and shoot a gun. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I mean, just this idea of being a lone wolf, even even if you, you know, say you did it alone, if you're using the Internet, you're using resources that someone else created. I think the, the in, in that situation, the lone wolf thing also makes makes it feel, especially here in the U.S., mm-hmm. makes it feel to people. I think it's presented that way. Right. Because it makes it feel like it's more of an anomaly. Like, right. like this isn't something and it's and at this point especially that is not really mm-hmm. you know shootings is not an anomaly here right. but that no, lone wolf by the thing makes it seem like oh this is just one right. crazy person that had some like that had just you know that is uncontrollable there's nothing we can do about it you know and i right. think that's why it's like this sort of lone wolf thing it's like this is not some sort of big organized thing you know this is not some a smart person making clear decisions this is just and and i don't think i don't agree with i think i don't like i say it's a smart person but i think you know clear decisions are being made but that lone wolf thing it just kind of plays it off to some sort of mental illness that was there's nothing we could have done about it you know this person lives alone in their basement doesn't talk to anyone and next thing we know they're outside you know killing people or whatever right well and and i think i think if you especially if you the interesting thing is that that we you're good that we humans um use animals as examples for ourselves right Mm -hmm. like you see a lot of people like be like a lion be like be like this animal or you know or be a lone wolf you know it's like well in in nature that's not i think typically that's not a good thing actually to be a lone wolf yeah i'm not saying you need to blindly follow everything and you need to work with everyone um, but i do think there is i i think the strength in if we're taking this wolf analogy the strength is not the lone wolf, but it's the pack. Yeah. A pack beats a lone wolf any day of yeah, the week. Yeah, how did that word become the term? Because, uh, yeah, lone wolf right. is, yeah. Is the it's an outcast been, yeah. wolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, uh, and apparently, I just Googled it. Apparently, it, it's, it tends to be, and this is this is horrible. This just shows you how brutal nature is, Jared. Uh, at least according to Google. They're uh, dying, Wikipedia, well, well, And there's no more usefulness? Well, well, no. So lone wolves are typically older female wolves driven from the pack, perhaps by the breeding male or young adults in search of new territory. However, lone wolves have difficulty hunting, 
uh, the wolf's favorite prey. Large ungulates, uh, which I think are like, uh, I would assume that's like a moose mm-hmm. or caribou, I think, uh, which are troublesome for a single wolf to bring down alone. So see, here we go. Once again, um, you know, and, and it's funny. So I just Googled, I, I Googled why, well, I just typed in why do lone, and then just to see what would populate. And the first thing was why do lone wolves exist? Oh, ungulate is just a mammal with hooves. So okay, it's yeah, a so lot moose. of variety. Okay, yeah. So it could yeah, be a deer. giraffe. It could be a... That would be crazy. See, I bet you a wolf would eat a giraffe, though. If they were in, probably you know, if they were in Africa, they probably would. I've seen giraffes um, up close. They're, they're a crazy. weird thing to see. They, they really are. <laughs> um, but yeah, but what's funny is so there's a there's a Quora article. How does it feel? You love Quora. I do. I read it all the time because <laughs> it's interesting. You get to see. I feel like Quora is kind of like the written YouTube in a way, mm. where anybody can post anything, which sure. can be good and bad. You know, so yeah. you have to take things obviously with a grain of salt. Are but, there like popular people on Quora? Sure, I don't know who they are. Sure, but I just read the read the content. I I really like that the articles about history in Quora are always mm. interesting because it shows kind of different perspectives. Anyways, um, so the the question on Quora was, how does it feel to be a lone wolf? Uh, and this is this is from uh, might as well say her name, give her credit, Renata F- Renata Fester. Uh, according to her core thing, catalyst for empowerment and self improvement. So I already guarantee you, uh, she's probably not actually a lone wolf. I think she probably works very independently, mm-hmm. but I guarantee you, she's not a quote unquote lone wolf. My few cents worth as a lone wolf is what she says. <laughs> I found that this is not simply a character trait with a preference for solitude. Uh, and once again, I think this idea of a lone wolf is seeking solitude. They're not seeking solitude. Yeah. They're, they're being outcast by their wolf society. Right. Yeah. Like right? I like to be alone, but I don't right. think anyone will call me a lone wolf. Right. Well, and I think this, <laughs> what, what gave me this idea actually, Jared was yeah, been, us being in the, ask you that. us being in the pandemic. And I think mm. a lot of people think now that they're these lone wolves because they've been separated from their f- friends and family and offices for so long, but you're not. Well, you called it the lone wolf fallacy. fallacy. Is that just something that you thought of? Yeah. I, oh, okay. I, yeah. I just, I think it's, I think this idea of being people as lone wolves, um, I think it's just, it's not true. That's mm-hmm. why I think it's a fallacy. I think, sure. I think any, any logical human being out there realizes we need each other in order to survive, in order to not only survive, but to thrive, to, to yeah. live a good life. And it's not even like an animal thing. That's the right. human thing. I mean, he went right. from the beginning of time survive right. like the way they survive is in groups right and then in in the group you can't really be a lone wolf because everyone right. has a task and i think i think it's one thing if you do really recognize and and prefer spending time alone and you and you like solitude and i think that's great i'm i'm like that in a lot of ways mm-hmm. but i wouldn't go as far to say i'm a lone wolf you know uh, uh and and even even outcasts i think unless I feel like even outcasts in a lot of ways aren't aren't lone wolves. They all have their their group somewhere. You know, right. even if it's an online group, I still right. don't so think the, you're Yeah. So the idea of being yeah. Sometimes I feel that way about people that like call themselves like loners or something like right. that. Where I was like, Are you tr- is that is that true? Is right. that <laughs> I think some people like to say that too. Yeah, they, it, they, it does feel well, that's kinda like what uh what's her face? Well was let saying. me yeah, let me finish yeah. reading this. Let's let's uh, and then let's talk about this. So my few senses a lone wolf, I found that it's not simply a character trait with a preference for solitude. While that is certainly one of the more obvious and recognizable identifiers, I've realized that there's so much more uh, that uh, to many of us who carry this label. Once again, I think it's a silly label, to be honest. To call yourself a lone wolf, 
I, yeah. per, I just she think like it's self kind of, identifies as a lone wolf. Uh, well, she responded to this post so clearly. Um, just, uh, while you're talking, me, I'm just going to see if there's a lone wolf thing on Reddit. Go for, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> uh, let me caution though that this is not some cool kids club or flavor of the month to be donned and worn as some badge of honor. It is not a hideaway to avoid taking responsibility for behavior, nor is it a crutch to be used to garner sympathy, pity, or attention. I will agree with her on that. Um, I, I think, but I think the way most people use the term "lone wolf" is not because they want pity, or maybe they do. I could see I don't that. Know. I, I could see that but, on like social media, right? Um, okay, many lone wolves are HSP or empaths. I, what's what's HSP? I don't know. I have no idea either. Uh, it's I think it's uh, oh high high something personality maybe i don't know or empaths have some connectivity which they feel to people or nature either plant or animal or both many of us feel a highly sensitive person okay but see i don't once again i yeah i just think this is a silly label so oh here let's let's see this there there, there was a lot of text there but here so if you know a lone wolf or suspect someone you love is a loner <laughs> and i think a loner and a lone wolf are yeah, I think uh, loner is different. I would agree. Loner almost has like a. It kind has of more of a negative, or or yeah, I dangerous. Mean, by or dangerous, negative. I yeah. mean like 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 some sort of like there's something wrong, right? Right. With, with the person, whether right. it's something emotionally or something like that. When I hear like loner, that's right. sort of like I think depression or like something like that. Right. I I really think a, a lone wolf is. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I just oh here I like this one. This is by this is by uh, Liz Cole on Quora. Uh, well, it depends on how lone wolf, and, and we should talk about this as well. It depends how lone wolf aspect is defined. Uh, number one, a lone wolf is uh, because someone has too much self-worth, confidence, respect to actively seek out other people for company and or approval. Okay. Once again, Sounds though. like me. Once again, though, I, I find this, I find that you can't equate this to an actual lone wolf. Right. That that's my whole issue with this as a fallacy, right? Because even someone like that isn't alone. Well, right. And yeah, I guarantee you the people that even still even though it's difficult. Right. And even if you have too much self-worth or confidence or respect to seek out other people for company or I think I think no one should be seeking out other people for quote unquote approval. Can but the thing is here. Can you be a lone wolf? And st- maybe you're you don't have friends. You're a loner and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But you have like a corporate job. Are you then not a lone wolf? Because you rely, you have to rely on people at work. Well, I mean, once again, it depends how you define it, right? right. It depends how you define. Because I feel it. like that's how you would define it, though. That's why I'm asking that. Well, I'm I'm not really sure. I'm still trying to work this out in my head okay. a little bit. But uh, number two, though, a lone wolf because they are reclusive to society. Uh, due to the social anxiety, social awkwardness, social isolation, or whatever reason. I mean, that makes sense. I would honestly say, I would say, well, I think at least if you take the nature example, because that sounds, I, I would say that's real, more yeah. reflective of the nature example, yeah, actually. I agree. Um, but see, here's the other thing. So, so with, with the, the first definition, a lone wolf is someone who has too much confidence or self-respect to uh, seek company or pr- approval for others. Oh, I that's don't what care. Is too much confidence? I, oh, that's not like me. I miss, right. I misheard that part. Right. Um, <laughs> But I think the issue with that is most, I would say most people out there have at least a couple of friends or someone, you know what I mean? Like I can't imagine mm-hmm. like, like a, like a true lone wolf, at least the way I view it would be someone that was so outcast by society. They literally had no one. I, and I don't even know, like, what does that do to someone's psyche right. to be fully isolated? Like, I feel like that in itself might cause someone to like go insane right. J- just being fully alone like I, I don't even know if that's 
possible. Right. Like, I mean, think about solitary confinement in prison. Like, that's essentially torture. Right, right. And, and it's yeah. literally just keeping people alone. Yeah, for long periods yeah. of time. Exactly. And this, this is kind of funny. Once again, I find, I find it interesting, these people who answer these and... and and say themselves are lone wolves. I mean, we, we all love to label ourselves in certain yeah. ways. You know, we that's sure. just what we do as people. But so so this person says, uh, I am a lone wolf for, as the first definition. So someone who has too much either self-worth, confidence, respect to actively seek out other people for company and or approval. I guarantee you, though, Liz, uh, the, the woman who wrote this, I guarantee you, you do have people you go to mm-hmm. um to you do you don't just sit at home alone every day all day well maybe you do not because of the pandemic she, but i guarantee you you call or facebook or facetime she, I, or, I feel like a lot of people I, I, I don't know how old she is but i imagine she's probably around our age or younger i feel like a lot of people just use that to um like as a personality right and so, or as a way to sort of justify their um uh, Aussie behavior. Well, he, as the Germans he, well, well here, here you go. It's interesting you say that, Jared. Let me, let me, let okay. me read more what she wrote. So, <laughs> I am outgoing, easily charismatic. I'm, I'm, I am. This is terrible writing, by the way. I'm outgoing, easily charismatic individual, a natural born leader, as they say, whatever that means. Who is well respected Humble by too. Who is well respected? <laughs> here we go. Well respected by friends, family, and colleagues. Even strangers like slash respect me. A lone wolf is not respected. Yeah. In nature, that is the lowest of the low if you're a lone wolf. Yeah. The, the description... She, lone if, wolf is used to describe like like killers that... In, uh, <laughs> in, right. And, in my, and that's kind of the way I view lone wolf. You asked me about a definition. Yeah. I guess that's kind of the way I view it. Or, or also just the fact that the way she's describing this, I would say this would be a but, pack but I think, leader. I think she's using lone wolf to describe someone that doesn't rely on others for which i still don't know if i if i right. agree with that's what she's right. doing right. but i think she's like oh i i but that's impossible it's literally right. impossible and if you're an independent person why do you have to say you're a lone wolf why not just say i i don't seek the approval of others i'm independent you yeah know? also um, uh, there's something i don't like how confident this person is and who they right. are I don't, right <laughs> i right. don't know that's a weird thing to say but it's it's weird how it's like i'm a natural born leader people love me but i don't but i don't need them right Oh, this this is funny. Okay, this is this is also an interesting one. Um, this is from a guy named Wayne, an engineer, writer, and poet on Quora. Here we go. Um, I'll have you notice that people who change the world are lone wolves. I would also disagree with this. You might, uh, me personally, uh, I you, think that's uh, the lone wolf, fa- lone wolf fallacy yeah, yeah. right there. Yep. Because I, I yep. think that that's what I'm. That's why I mentioned Elon Musk yep. earlier. Because it's like he's changing the world. Right. It's like he's in charge of a company that's doing stuff, but right. it's just like he's not. Like yeah, it's, he's not doing it exactly. So here, let me let me continue. So uh, you might say Bill Gates is married. I would remind you that he did after. What does that have to do with anything? After he was married, I guess he might be commenting from somebody. Same for Jobs. There's nothing about I. I yeah. Anyways, I'm not. Yeah, I'm but here. that that makes it seem like just because they started a company beforehand that their wives can't contribute to to anything. Also, right. W- there's more than just a, a significant other that that people rely on. Right. <laughs> right. And I yeah I just don't I just don't but think I, I I think that that's a very American idea that like anyone that's changing the world is like they do it on their own right which is which is so unrealistic uh, yeah and I it's mean like, I no mean, these are the people that get popular because they're the leaders right. of it but. and and even if you yourself one person has a great idea you still need numerous people to really get that idea in motion for mm-hmm. the most part you, you know. 
you for know, the most part. Uh, this actually made me think about Formula One because everything does, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that's a great I, a great example of like the fallacy of a lone wolf because you know they're these race car drivers are obviously the the celebrities mm-hmm. and uh, everyone is like everyone talks about how you know though they're so great look at what they're doing on the racetrack and i'm like it's so weird to see these sometimes you see these people like talk so much about the driver and it's and, and then you see the driver talk about their team and mm-hmm. all that stuff and it's like and it's like this in a weird way even though the drivers the celebrities making the most money and all that stuff they're like a fraction of what's happening on the mm-hmm. team. Like right. there's there's engineers that p- put the car together. There are people like that have to make sure this thing works at the highest right. level. And it's like, yeah, the driver gets in and drives it, but if they get in and turn it on and it explodes, then like it, I don't know, yeah. it's just that won't go very it, far. Or even, or even when they do like a pit stop, you know, obviously you have to do it as fast as possible. Right. You're you're just sitting there relying on right. the other people to do it. And if you mess up and you're it's six seconds instead of three, that could make a big difference. Right. And 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 it's and it I I always think about that because it's like people will always talk about like oh this driver's this this driver's that, right. and I'm like it's, I'm like I wonder if I always wonder like do the people that work Maybe they like it. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't want to be like the Lewis Hamilton who everyone is obsessed with and knows. Right. I think there are a lot of people that don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. But but I think that there's a lot of lone wolf fallacy in in some sports like that, or even sure. like a sport like a um, like a tennis where they're kind of on their own. Right. Uh, or like a fighting sport mm-hmm. where it's like yeah, but there's still like there's still a lot more behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah that and, you don't and know the, about. And the the trainer is the dietitian, know, is the trainer, yeah. the doctor, all these different mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Are are crucial for these athletes and yeah. These, yeah. I think the other thing that the issue I have with the whole idea of this lone wolf thing, this lone wolf mentality, is that it also kind of separates you from seeing that you are a part of something bigger. Yes. Whatever that may be. That could be spiritual. That could be a, a team winning a championship. That could be or a like business a goal, a country goal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, anything like that. So I think this I think this idea of lone wolf isn't I think being independent and being strong as an individual is very important. Mm-hmm. Because that as a as the team will make it even stronger. Right. Sure. Yeah. But I think this idea of lone wolf is I just don't think it's really smart and it's that sustainable. You know, I think if mm-hmm. people people who say they're a lone wolf, I think they're honestly lying to themselves. To, I mean, really, or they just have a very different definition than I do, which yeah, is fine. Like all these but, people seem to have a different right. definition than you do. But but let me let me let me at least just mention this because I think this really is a, is a good quote, and this actually comes from uh, the Jungle Book. Okay. Um, so you know Mowgli, who's who's this kid who's in this pack of wolves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they the wolves always have this like saying, right? So now this is the law of the jungle, as old and as true as the sky. And the, the wolf that shall keep it may prosper, but the wolf that shall break it may die. As the creeper that girdles the tree trunk, the law runneth forward and back. For the strength of the pack is the wolf, and the strength of the wolf is the pack. And, you know, if you think about it, like we've talked about, a pack is so much stronger than just one. Mm-hmm. You know, two brains are definitely better than one. You know, I yeah. think I think that's why, you know, if this podcast was only my ideas or only your ideas, it would not be... And I think I think even half as good maybe isn't even a proportionate amount. You know, I think the the two of us working together sure. is what really makes this podcast yeah. what it is. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. It, so, it, it is weird to see um, like executives and stuff get uh, praised to me as like a lone wolf, as this person mm-hmm. made it on their own. Because if you were to spend even like an hour at that working for that company. Like I'm sure Microsoft, Apple, all these, mm-hmm. any company, yep. all they do is talk about teamwork and how important exactly. teamwork is and yep. working on a team and yep. working with other people. That's all 
big companies spend so much, or any company spends so much time focusing on, on that uh, aspect of the team, and right. to, to where it's so funny to be like people on the outside are like, "Oh, Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, these guys are, mm-hmm. did it by themselves from the garage." Where it's like, yeah, but then you go to their company, or it's not yeah, but it's like no, because you go to their company and, and all they're going to be preaching as a main tenet on how mm-hmm. we're going to succeed in this company is through teamwork. Exactly, exactly, and. And I think the idea of someone who's independent or confident is a lone wolf. I think that I don't think that really holds water, at least according to the way I view being a lone wolf. Yeah, you know. Um, and but look, I get I get why people and wolves are actually one of my favorite animals. But yeah, I, I just but, but they're not. Yeah, but but that's but yeah. Once again, I, I just think it's so funny too because it's like you clearly don't know what a lone wolf is. Right. <laughs> right. At least at least in nature. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like a yeah. Um, like a but, literal lone wolf. <laughs> right. Is yeah. Is is an outcast and and probably won't survive very long right because you know the part of the reason why wolves i believe are mm. so effective as hunters is because they hunt in a pack right exactly well yeah. and, and that's and how we've survived sure yeah you know if, if you look at our society and our world would not be where it is today if we were all lone wolves just doing our own thing and i think i think some people too like the the other reason why i guess i have a slightly negative connotation with the term lone wolf is i also think as someone who might be kind of kind of selfish in a way. Mm. Like if you only care, and, and really at the end of the day, yes, you do need to prioritize yourself. You know, you need to pri- prioritize yourself, your health, and your wealth. I think that's really important. But you can't just only prioritize you know your yourself and what you you know the world doesn't revolve around you and i sure you know the world is a much bigger place and and we all i know this may sound a little hippie-esque here but we all do need to work together and i think it's important to collaborate with others and learn from others and help others you know and if you're this true lone wolf that you work independently you truly work independently with nobody else even if you're working i mean in theory if you're making money you're doing something of value that at least someone finds valuable. Sure. Otherwise, you wouldn't be getting paid. You yeah. wouldn't, you know. The, so, so I, I don't know. I just think, I think people need to kind of rethink that they're they're not a lone wolf. They're this um, independent or confident person that uh, that doesn't rely on someone. I don't think that makes you a lone wolf. I just think that makes you um, an independent and confident and you don't, person. We, and it's like you don't rely on rights. That idea of don't rely on people is weird too. Yeah, I find it's it like, strange. do you not have friends? Right. Do you rely on people to right. talk to? To I don't know. It's right. like you do, might not do, rely on people right. to succeed, right? Or whatever with that, which I still don't agree. Probably right. disagree right. with, but like you, you probably have a mentor or a trainer don't or, you or someone. Rely right. on someone to pick you up when a Uber when you call the Uber. Right, <laughs> right. Don't you if you go eat out at a restaurant don't you rely on yeah you know, it's like, I, I would I never know. rely on someone else right. to cook my food for right. me i'm a lone wolf yeah i just yeah and maybe people don't take it that far but i still just think it's kind of a silly silly sure, notion sure. you know sure. um i don't know that's that's like you and i saying we're the king of the jungle it's like well, no we're not we don't live in a jungle we're not <laughs> you, you know what i mean we've, we've never killed an animal and you know we've never it's i just find it kind of fun, a lone wolf you know? to me does kind of seem like some sort of narcissist dream it yeah that's yeah, I I agree. Like this, this idea that no one can help me, and I got like I got it figured out. You know, right? That that seems kind of narcissistic. Did you find anything good on Reddit, by the way? Actually, no. Like there there is Lone Wolf is apparently a choose your own adventure book. For <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. But um, no, I found obviously stuff on loneliness and and, and being alone. But but that seemed more Ooh, like a self help okay. thing. I I wish I would have came across this earlier. But here, this is according to IFL Science, which is I fucking love science, which they have some really interesting I've never heard stuff. of. Oh, I have heard of that. Yeah, yeah they used to have like a um, Facebook page. Uh, well, well, they still do. You're oh, 
yeah, not sure on Facebook. That's true. Um, but <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, uh, all right. So here, the the title, the headline is why it is not so good. I like their I like their title. It's it's a little softer. <laughs> why is it not so good to be a lone wolf? Caring for the sick is not a recent human invention. Diseased wolves living in packs live far longer than those who are solo because they have the support of those around them. New research. I feel like that, that, I mean, I understand anecdotal evidence isn't empirical evidence, meaning it's not like numbered scientific, you know, hypothesized driven data. Well, maybe mm-hmm. not even hypothesized, but it's just not like data. It's, it's not as factual, yeah. I guess, as, as empirical data. Right. But, but this idea here is, is I just find it, you know, the it fact that obvious. new research has found it's, I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> now, anyways, reintroduction of gray wolves, canis lupus, beautiful wolves, by the way, into Yellowstone <laughs> national park uh, has been a revelation providing environmental benefits far beyond what was anticipated and inspiring rewilding campaigns worldwide. Uh, it has also been a great benefit to science researchers. Lone wolves in the park that have become infected with uh, the parasite Carcoptes scabae, uh, which causes uh, probably I believe it's scabies, where your like well, skin start, or your hair starts pr- to come probably off. Probably and- it's S C A B I E I. No idea how you say that. That's the the yeah. Term. Okay. Anyways, but I think that's probably like the scientific it's a type term of, versus right, what people just call right. it. Oh, it causes mange. Oh, mange. mange. That's right. That's right. Yeah, are five times more likely to die in a month than those um, uh, that are uh, than. Okay, that makes no sense. Which okay, so basically, if you get mange, you are likely to die five times more likely to die in a month than those that are healthy. But what does that have to do with anything? Okay, on the other hand, when mange. Oh, here we go. Okay, on the other hand, when mangy wolves are part of a pack co- uh, containing at least five healthy wolves, their death rate drops. Uh, to match their companions, hmm. so which means they have like a one in five, uh, yeah. So so it flips. I think it flips it the the risk of dying mm-hmm. just because you have a pack, right? I so. wonder if that has anything to do with you know in countries like Japan mm-hmm. uh, and Korea and China, like they tend to live longer than we do. Mm-hmm. I wonder if some of that has to do with the fact that they live, uh, live in their live families. With their families, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, what's interesting is there there are some. I don't know if I 100% agree with the statistics, but there are some statistics that say that uh, men live longer uh, when married. Mm. And and what some people say, the reason why, is because their wives are generally the ones that will say, hey, you need to go to the doctor and get this checked out, which That's is probably kind of true. Kinda That's true. true in my house. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. And so... So once again, if not only then, if you're living with your family, you have you have your mom and your dad, mm-hmm. you know, to, to you know, are, are you all right? Like, should you go to the doctor? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So whereas I feel like a lot of times if it's just me, I might say, oh, I'm just going to sleep it off or oh, I'll be fine. You yeah. know, like, yeah. um, but once again, yeah, I mean, that's that's the importance of that's this. actually so that's not funny. But, you know, often you hear like, you know, blah, blah, blah died. And then the husband or wife died a couple months right. later. Right. And I didn't even think about the fact I didn't even think about that part of it it's like oh yeah there's probably just not anyone checking in on you <laughs> right to, to some it's extent like, i don't yeah. think it, i don't think it's just purely heartbreak driven but right <laughs> right i mean some of it might be but but, but yeah. yeah you're right 100 percent. so so i mean i think i just find it fascinating that that we we have we do have these working definitions that a lot of people have of this lone wolf being this strong independent whatever mm-hmm. but then i don't know where it came from though because a lone wolf, if you actually understand yeah. wolves at all, or or nature to some small extent, um, I feel, I feel like it's just to you me. You don't want to be sense. a lone wolf, yeah. right? 
Right, you, like, you, you've been you, cast aside, right. and you're going to die faster now. Right, like <laughs> may, maybe you want to be that pack leader. Sure, mm-hmm. maybe you want to be the 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 top wolf or the top dog. But sure, you're not. But, yeah, but you're still you still are relying on uh, much course. like all these executives or whatever. Of they're course. still relying on their employees. Right. Well, I mean, I know this. This, I'm just gonna. I mean, the a, a team or any anything in general is stronger as a team. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, I mean, I mean, some of the best people always have some of the best people by their side that's mm-hmm. why they're successful you know you don't get you don't get to a high level of anything i don't think without having other people of a high level at your side or some that are even at a higher level that help you sure you know like that's the importance of having a mentor mm-hmm. you know which we've talked about on the pod before oh we're you also know. talking about like uh like messy yesterday mm-hmm. and how um you know sometimes he you know he chokes and stuff where it's like even though messy theoretically is one of the best players in the world he can't win a, uh, he can't Alone. win by himself right yeah. He right. still needs like the cohesiveness of his team around him, mm-hmm. which sometimes it seems like they struggle with. But it's like, right. yeah, just because he's the greatest in the world doesn't mean he's just going to automatically win. Right, right. And and I think, I think we need to really, I think we need to understand, some people need to really understand and value the importance of working together in a team. Mm-hmm. And, and also the the feeling of accomplishment and achievement when you, do achieve something with a team that yeah. that you couldn't have done on your own. Like it's really funny actually at work last week we had like a 3 hour team building exercise like I kid you not was solving a bunch of really difficult puzzles. Um <laughs> it sounds funny but it it sounds it, fun. But it was a great team building exercise. Mm. I mean there was something that was difficult that we could not do alone. And not to brag, but my team didn't come in first, but we did come in second. Okay, you we can't were, brag we about close. coming in second. I mean, okay, so I'm not bragging, but, but we did come in second, which I, I thought when they tallied the scores, I, I was like, we got to be pretty yeah. far down. Um, but we worked pretty well as a team, and I can tell you, if it would have been just me, I would have solved four puzzles. I mean, mm. I did solve four puzzles. I think our team, we solved about nine, 10, or 11 puzzles, which was pretty good. So, um, yeah, but I mean, team, you know, teamwork is super important. And I think, I think being independent is good, but it's just as good, if not even better to be able to be independent, but also be that double-edged sword, be able to be independent, but also know how to work with others. Sure. When you need to. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a, I think that's a, Especially as a leader, that's a one of the a more important skill than being this lone wolf right. oh, is knowing sure. how to, how to work with people and, and get people to want to listen to you and trust you and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a way more impressive, and I think that that's probably what these once again executives are better at than, than right. even being lone wolves is right. convincing people of their ideas, get moting pe- pe- uh, other people to, to you know to do you know their ideas. And that is by no means a lone wolf thing. Right. Interestingly enough, though, too, Jared, lone wolf is a term that some people do use uh, regarding uh, terrorists. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's also an interesting one. Yep. Um, Okay, hold up. Can I actually read this? Maybe not. Okay. I was hoping to be able to just skim through this. Okay, I kind of can. Okay, so this does have to do with the the term lone wolf with, like, uh, terrorism and online radicalization excuse me, which is, um, I would also agree in that regard. It's also not true. Even if you have one person acting alone, yeah. they're not fully acting alone. And it was, you know? I don't know about terrorists, but you know, some of these, um, 
you know, white supremacists that are shooting people up or whatever here in the U.S. Like, oftentimes mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, here they are and here they were in some racist Tactical forum. training or, yeah. Or, or, like, or here they were on, like, you know, some website, like, chatting with people about how much they hate Jews or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always, there's always some sort of, I don't know, there's oftentimes, like, you know, th- that sort of, I don't know. People don't, people don't, even the people that, that do these heinous acts they don't they don't they get the ideas from people mm-hmm. or the like they're they're not just coming up with these ideas on their own most times right so and and, and i think a lot of times maybe there is m- motivation from other people whether implicit or not you know oh this is interesting too jared so uh speaking of that nature thing mm-hmm. you know with can a, a lone wolf survive right mm-hmm. well so this is fascinating um, so, so I guess uh, this is from braintrain.me. Uh, it's a blog, and it's about uh, survive. Can lone wolves actually survive, and how does this apply to humans? Right. Uh, so here's a question here. This is kind of interesting. So, um, as individuals, can we survive solo? Loneliness and isolation are on the increase, especially now. Right. Public Health uh, England uh, has deemed loneliness is actually a greater health risk than obesity. Social isolation, which I'm not sure where their research and what their numbers are, so I'm not sure. I'm not so sure I buy into that. But anyways, social isolation is now... I, I kind of buy into it. Maybe not worse than obesity, but I could buy into it being a serious health crisis. Oh, it's definitely crisis. a serious crisis and a serious threat for sure. Uh, social isolation is now a national epidemic that is so damaging to our health research has shown especially now i mean right. even pre-covid uh, right. like in these current days right there's there like talking and as we're talking about with texting or whatever like it's not the right. same i right. could definitely see it being a problem now even more than ever right. so uh yeah so social isolation apparently uh, as we've ever we seen as we have seen is a national epidemic mm-hmm. uh you know we've well we've seen it all over the world really it's a pandemic it's so damaging to our health that research has shown it's the equivalent of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. In Japan, they have a phenomenon called um, hikomori. Uh, hikomori. I don't know if that's how you say it. Um, <laughs> where uh, reclusive adolescents, often male gamers, become withdrawn from society and seek extreme forms of isolation and confinement, often not venturing out of their bedrooms for months or even years at a time. And see, to me, that is not a healthy or a happy person. No. But I guess maybe who am I to judge? Maybe they are happy. No. But you, you don't think so? I don't think it's possible. I mean, I, I get I get being into a video game, but I can't imagine being so into a video And once again, unless you're... I'm assuming some of these people might be playing online games. Right. So still, even this lone wolf thing, they're still working with other people or playing with other people. Yeah, but you know? I still don't think that's healthy. No, I mean, no. I, I think uh, even just getting sunlight, getting natural light, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think is crucial. Something exercise as as is very important. Obviously, I would say. actually interacting with humans mm-hmm. is probably Im- important too. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, and and we're go- we're we're uh, the s- society is only turning turning us more and more alone, wolfy, right. and 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 making it easier for us never to leave our homes. So yeah, I, yeah, I can imagine right. that it's going to continue to be a, a, a pro, uh, you know a, a, na- a national epidemic in various different countries. Right, and I I also wonder too some of these people who are who define themselves as lone wolves. I wonder. I wonder, are 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 you really happy? I feel like anyone that is self-describing themselves as a lone wolf probably isn't a lone wolf. Probably not. <laughs> they just like to, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I would say I, I'm very independent, you know, I'm mm-hmm. confident, but I wouldn't say I'm a lone wolf by any means. 
Yeah, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a practical way to succeed in life. Right. I w- I would agree 100. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, wolves. Jared, right. <laughs> and and this uh, this song definitely I think uh, shows the uh, the strength in numbers a little bit. Um, Oh, with the video. <laughs> yeah, that's very uh, true. For sure. Our song of the pod for today is by uh, a group, The Who. And when I say Who, I don't mean W-H-O, but I mean H-U. It is a Mongolian kind of folk rock metal group. I don't really know how you would describe the yeah, genre. So like, oh, so, yeah, I guess folk rock makes But they sense. play Mon- traditional Mongolian instruments. And they do throat singing um, as well. Right, which is, which is something else. That's where else. the folk aspect comes in. I would say so, like yeah. like a rock style right. of... of uh, um, I had it pulled up. Where, I'm where watching it right now. Well, no, I had the, the names of the instruments pulled up. Okay, so the song is called Wolf Totem. And it's a, some the homies rolling up through the hills of Mongolia. One the guy steps, as they say, is that what they call it? Uh-huh, yeah. One guy leading on a uh, on a horse, mm-hmm. and then followed by um, some some guys riding some hogs, uh, mm-hmm. not the animal, the motorcycle, and they're leathered up uh, in their leathers. Yep. <laughs> I think being in your leathers is a little different than what these motorcycle people are doing. Actually, no, I don't think, I think they do call them their leathers. Mm-hmm. And, um, the song, uh, let me, once I, once I'm trying to get the lyrics to start. All right, let me just read you some of the lyrics. If lions come, we'll fight until the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a song actually is sort of about the, like they're the wolf pack. And they they're are. like, we'll the wolf pack, and, and because we're a wolf pack, we can take anything. Yeah, the lions, the tigers, come, the elephants. We'll fight in battle. Uh, here we go. If elephants come, yep. we'll fight in rage. If humans come, we'll, we'll fight and obliterate. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it, this is. This, Don't mess with the who. This music is, if, if you're like a rock enthusiast, mm-hmm. this is probably some solid, like, pre competition music oh for sure <laughs> i think i think it can make the the hair uh stand up a little bit mm-hmm. in your body a little bit it gets it, you pumped it does it definitely does uh, it's the, pretty violent though i'm not gonna I mean, lie the li- yeah but it's in mongolian so unless you speak mongolian or if you're reading the the subtitles sure you so won't you think actually it's not know what they're as, saying as, yeah but it's still violent I'm, if you understand mongolian or if yeah, you look at the lyrics, but you can say that about anything. Right. Well, I, it's I mean, only yeah. violent if you know what they're right. saying. Well, it's I guess it's <laughs> it's violent, but it's, I think it's also that type is it of context music. a little bit. Yeah, it's that type of music. I okay, think. It's okay. That genre of it's that you know. I mean, right, that's the genre, and that's their their audience. They dig that kind of thing. Sure, you know? sure. I'm um, not I'm not like a like it's it's almost kind of like a, a metal you're not crowd a, who a little expert? bit or something where they they seem to enjoy the violence. Yeah, it it is, and that's the funny thing though is, is metal metal people. You know, I I like metal music, and mm-hmm. I've gone to plenty of metal concerts. Metal people, although they're they're kind of dark or creepy or spooky or whatever you want to call them, um, they are some of the nicest people out there. It's sure. so funny. Like they 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 have this hard exterior this you know then they talk about death and blood and violence and all this they're kind of like a uh, hell guy i bet you they're great right. po- a lot of them right. are great poets <laughs> right exactly um but but they have this hard exterior yeah and so, so some of the instruments for example one of them jared is called the morenkur which is the horse fiddle that's the the two like string bow thing yeah and on the, the on the head of it he has like this sort looks of looks like an axe almost like an axe head, yes it does it? but it's like a uh, like a horse yeah, on the tip of it, and it's yep. like a silver horse. Yeah, and so so there's cool. a yeah there's a ton of really cool Mongolian instruments played throughout the song, which is awesome. Do you know what the guitar thing is called? Um, I'm trying to find it. There's but like I'm not something sure. that sort of looks like a guitar. It has a pointy end to it where mm-hmm. the where the tuning pegs are, and then it it has like a sort of a wider, flatter. Uh, 
sort of uh, area where the where you pl- actually pluck it. What do you call that? The body yep. of it. So here, and they're very be... all very ornamental. Mm-hmm. I love how ornamental these instruments are. They are, and I I tell you what, man, when I went to some of the like little touristy places they had these mongolian instruments for sale are they expensive and uh um they're not too bad okay but they do have amazing just ornamentation and artwork on mm-hmm. them um i trust me you you know me i thought about it i thought about it but <laughs> kind of hard to travel but, with <laughs> yeah bringing bringing a, a bowed instrument like that uh, or a string i would i would have gotten a stringed instrument mm-hmm. myself um because that's just me but sure um okay so hold up i'm trying to see which one because because that one was four strings i thought the thing the guy was playing um, and I'm not I'm not seeing it on this list of traditional Mongolian instruments. Uh, oh wait, right here it might be a kuchir. A kuchir, but a, but a more modernized but, yeah, version of yeah, it. Yeah, maybe more they modernized. Fancied it up but, too. Yeah. But the the reason why I like groups like the Who is they their videos. You know, they're obviously like out somewhere in Mongolia. It's like, mm-hmm. but it's I, I I wanted I just wanted to say it's authentic, but I think it's kind of authentic i don't know i think it's a. Uh, it's i'm not really sure if 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 you would say it's authentic or if you should say it's a it's a blend of traditional music and and other genres maybe right. that's a more I accurate think, portrayal I think of it saying it's authentic i don't know if we i don't even know if we have the expertise we don't have the authority that. yeah or right. the authority yeah. that's true but that's i, I do think but i do agree with you i love the blend of of what we expect what we expect from like a sort of metal or rock music mm-hmm. blended with the throat singing the Ooh. the uh instruments the language right uh, I, I i i like the blend it works very well mm-hmm. And and their their vo- the throat singing and their voices uh, are very are very suitable to the sort of vibe that they're trying right. to to give off. Right. It's uh, yeah. It's this very kind of tough, tough guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But see, these I would say these guys seem very much more tough and badass because it's such a huge group of them. Sure. If it was and just one dude, just you know, doing it. And they're it talking about as... uh, going into battle, right? Too. You need a team for battle. You <laughs> yeah. can't win a battle with with one lone wolf. That's for sure. <laughs> Unless you're John Wick, or 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 John Snow. Uh, I, well, I've even never, still, even still, no. yeah, you're not a Game of Thrones guy. <laughs> even still, though, you know he had he had soldiers behind him. But yeah, um, so yeah, check the song out though on our Song of the Pod playlist on YouTube. The song is called Wolf Totem by the Who. It's definitely a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to hear some hear what mongolian sounds like too it's kind of a cool way to to hear what it sounds like yeah i like it um, i like it that's for sure uh and you know what jared i think that's that might be my quote right there for today's episode is uh you can't go into battle as a lone wolf yes you can't yes you know? i think that music video Perfect. definitely shows us <laughs> shows us that so get uh, on your hog and get your boys that's right or or your girls you know yeah, or your girls that's true excuse me or your or, or your, your friends get your or, yeah. people your folks. Get I your like, humans. I have, a, I have a co-worker that always says folks. Yeah. I, I love it. Half of my family says folks right. all the time. <laughs> is, is that more of a Southern thing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's more of an old school thing. Like it's, okay. I don't, I think it's just My a, co-worker's my age though. Well, right. she's a little older, but still. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's why I asked. Is it a Southern oh. thing? Yeah, that's why. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Huh. Anyways. Uh, please uh, yeah I agree with you that was perfect yeah yeah the lone yeah I, I yeah lone I just find it funny man I find it funny when people say I'm a lone wolf it's like all yeah. right sure you are cool yeah. you know uh, I have I have no problem though I mean wolves are are fascinating creatures and they're badass <laughs> animals but uh I think they are badass and we and we respect them the way they 
the way uh, we do is because they are such intelligent pack animals, really. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so, I, yeah. I think I call myself, I've called myself a loner before, but I would mm-hmm. never call myself a lone wolf. And I feel like I call myself a loner fully acknowledging that it's because I, I don't make a good effort to meet people, but not right. because I'm some sort of, uh, like, I don't need people, right. you know? Well, and I, I don't even know if loner is the correct term. You sure. Know? I mean, yeah, I, probably you're, not. You're, you're not, a, especially not now. You're I mean. not a loner in the traditional sense where like you can't talk to people or, or you're I guess not, so. you, you know what I mean? I don't like, feel like I can talk to people. Okay. Well, <laughs> then I guess, it, I guess you that's in your own head. Because but, yeah, 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 yeah right. sure. We the do a podcast. Is. We do a lot of talking. Exactly. So it's a this is where I get it all out. <laughs> that's true jared jared after today's episode he'll be like all right don't need yeah, to talk to anybody now for a week yeah i can chill okay <laughs> put on my headphones and listen to my podcasts yeah um yeah but uh yeah so let us know though uh what your thoughts are on uh, being a lone wolf or if it is a fallacy at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com you can uh find us on instagram untranslatable podcast for all sorts of great pictures and clips. Uh, so check us out there. Also on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one, uh, for all of Jared's great uh, wit, humor, and retweets. Uh, I actually haven't been on... I've been trying to avoid social media for a while. Just Probably for the best. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, so, But check us out on Twitter. And uh, lastly, please, uh, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say at the Untranslatable Podcast... Děkujeme, muchas gracias, chiche, and dosvidania. Don't be a lone wolf and uh, check out our podcast. I was just looking at this video for the uh, song, and I noticed that they were doing like a pan. Let's see if I can find it. They're doing a pan of the people, and they um, they blurred out one of the guy's rings. Oh, right there. Really? Look. Interesting. I wonder what's on that ring. <laughs> Interesting. That, oh, oops. I actually moved it. That was clearly blurred out. I moved it. I lost it. I might have actually clicked it. Oh, it's coming up. I wonder what's on that ring. I wonder if it's maybe some sort of gang affiliation with Could this be. motorcycle. See? Yeah. It's clearly blurred yep. out. Yep. With this be. motorcycle group. Maybe it's a naked lady. Could be. Could be all sorts <laughs> of things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Or maybe it says something vulgar in Mongolian. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A swear word. They can't swear? Things. They're talking about killing people. Killing isn't swearing, Jay. <laughs> they're using... Yeah, they're not, they're not saying we're going to fucking kill you. They're just saying right. we're going to kill right. you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to obliterate you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're going to... Hey, yeah. we might we might threaten to obliterate you, but we're not going to use vulgar language. Exactly. We have a line. <laughs> oh.